to another episode of Accessibility. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility and representation. Basically, how can we help more people to play games and more people to see themselves in the games they play? As many of you will know, I am an autistic gamer and I have over the years used video games a lot as an outlet for the bit of my brain that loves to obsess over things. Be it obsessively completing collections of special interests, such as when I tried to make a living shiny decks in the Pokemon games, or using video games as a safer outlet for other obsessions I've had, such as playing video game adaptations of collectible card games rather than letting myself obsess over actual trading cards. Video games have been a safe and healthy outlet for a lot of my obsessive interests over the years. However, this past week or two I have fallen back into one of my earliest autism obsession special interests, trains. I've never been the person that's obsessed with statistics and schematics about trains, and I know being obsessed with trains is a bit of an autism stereotype, but I love them as a functional piece of how the world works. I love that they go down a set path, that they take a set route that they follow every time. I love that they are predictable in where they will stop and when they will stop, and there's just something satisfying about the way they go exactly where they're meant to, and they do exactly what they're meant to, and they have a nice white white noise rumble to them. Ah, oh, I love trains. <laughs> the thing is, as you're all aware, this last year has not been a great year for obsessive interests that require going outside the house and travelling to other towns, and as a result I've not been able to ride a train in over a year, which has not been good for me and my obsessive love of trains, so I've recently turned to the next best thing, highly detailed simulators. So today, on Access Ability, we're going to talk about playing simulator games as an autistic person. I'm going to talk about my own personal experiences and how games such as Train Simulator have really helped me to engage with a special interest at a time when I couldn't out in the real world. We're also going to talk about their pricing model and how it can be a really bad slippery slope for people who, like me, have come to this very niche game because of a particular obsession. Let's start with the positives of playing simulator games as an autistic person. Over the past week, I've been playing a huge amount of Train Simulator 2021. Despite the name, the game was actually developed back in 2009, and has basically just had updates and DLC added to it over the past 12 years. The underlying game has basically not been updated since 2009, it's visually rough in places, buggy, and doesn't play nicely with modern PCs, but what it lacks in fidelity and polish it makes up for in detail and accuracy. Train Simulator 2021 is a very accurate train driving simulator, where you take real-time train journeys across real-world routes in recreations of real-world trains. For someone like me, whose obsessive interest in trains centres around specific train models and routes that I've been on in the past, this is absolutely fantastic. I can drive a Class 450 train for example from Bournemouth to Southampton, a route that I used to travel regularly, stopping at stations I grew up stopping at. I can move the camera outside the train and explore stations I know really well, recognise tunnels and fields that show up where they should on my journey, and even control the train while sitting in the passenger seating, where the seats are correctly modelled for the class of train. In the front cabin, I can manage controlling the train using the accurate dashboard recreation that, while a little simplified in the aspects you need to interact with, in essence works the same way as the real world train. Train Simulator 2021 has basically given me the ability to explore the journeys my brain has been obsessing over, 
from the safety and comfort of my own home, away from everything going on outside in 2020 and 2021. The game is an accessible way to capture what I love about trains, at a time when it wouldn't be safe for me to deal with my obsessions in person. A real obsession lifeline adhering to lockdown. It has allowed me to surround myself with something familiar and routine, with myself in total control, and for someone obsessed with trains, that has been just what I needed. However, my experience with simulator games has not been completely rosy. I have had some issues here and there over the years with them as a genre, so we're going to use the rest of this video to talk about the pricing model for simulator games and particularly their DLC. I understand why it has to be the way it is, and we're going to talk about that a little later, but as an autistic person with a specific special interest that is being met by a game like this, it can be really easy to spiral, and I want to talk about that. The base game of Train Simulator 2021 sells for £25, and comes with a small selection of real-world trains and routes to explore. You've got a few routes to travel, a couple of steam trains, a couple of diesel trains, and a couple of electric trains. However, if you want to play specific routes that you know from the real world, or use train models that you know from the real world, those are sold at a premium, and they don't come cheap. The average single track and train DLC for Train Simulator 2021 costs anywhere from £15 to £35 for a single train and track added to the game. The game at this point features more than 700 DLC packs, and you can see how those prices can add up fast. Now, obviously, the intention is not that every player purchase every DLC for the game, but when the game features the sparse amount of content that it does in the base game, it can be very tempting to add to it with content that you have a personal connection with, after which it can be very easy to spiral into further purchases if you're in the middle of an obsessive episode. Adding your favourite four or five train lines and trains to the game doesn't feel like much, and suddenly you've spent nearly £150 on the base game and DLC. Simulator games as a genre have always had a relationship with expensive DLC, designed for players particularly interested in a specific niche. I get that the Bournemouth to Southampton train route that I love probably doesn't sell enough coffees to justify a lower price, and lovingly making niche train routes probably only works as a business model if you charge larger amounts of money to a smaller number of players who care about that niche piece of content. But it doesn't change the fact that, as much as I have been loving Train Simulator 2021 during this past week's train obsession spell, I have spent more on it than I should have. I will acknowledge here, the Train Simulator developers did send me some DLC codes for the game this week, which I very much do appreciate. But that didn't stop me impulse buying DLC still. That's how autism obsessive spells can be sometimes. To be clear, I am not comparing simulator DLC directly to loot boxes, time saver DLC, or other predatory types of microtransactions. I don't believe the simulator DLC model is inherently built to be predatory, it's one of the few game genres where I understand the necessity of the pricing structure, but what I am saying is that the kinds of people who get really into accurate simulator games are the kind of people who have an obsessive level of interest in a subject material. This is anecdotal of course, but most of the people I've spoken to this week who are really into Train Simulator are other autistic people with an obsessive interest in trains. While it's certainly not that game's full audience, it's definitely a sizeable chunk of players, and that is something developers need to be aware of. While I would wholeheartedly recommend Train Simulator 2021 to 
other autistic people like myself who have been missing riding on trains and looking at trains and seeing trains and have an obsessive special interest in trains. But I would caution you to go in carefully because of the pricing model. I get why it is the way it is, but be cautious. Set yourself spending limits, a maximum amount that you want to spend on that game, and if you go over it, start thinking, am I buying out of impulse rather than making sensible choices? Give yourself a 12-hour window between when you decide you're going to purchase something and when you actually do so that you're not purchasing it on impulse, and just be careful that something that can be a really healthy outlet for your special interest doesn't become an issue financially. I understand that simulator games, particularly ones that emulate niche real-world locations, can't really function without the expensive DLC model, but just be careful. Be aware that if you are an autistic person playing these games who has an obsessive interest in the topic at hand, it can be really easy to snowball purchases and that needs to be something you take care of so that your obsession and the thing that you are interested in doesn't become a financial detriment. I often turn to video games rather than, say, trading card games when I have an urge to play trading card games because I want to avoid those kind of financial hooks that can grab into me, and while something like a video game adaptation of a card game might keep you safe from that, Train Simulator can get really pricey if you let it.